0: You know, I sure want to thank the folks at GetTheTea.com for sponsoring this program, this hour of the program today. There's a virus spreading around. Uh, I know some people that have gotten very sick. Uh, Some some of the young children are getting what they call RSV, which started to appear right after people started getting vaccinated, but I won't connect any dots there. Spike protein. Uh, And also, you know... The, the news media has latched onto it. Yahoo, CNN, uh, Business Insider, they're all talking about this pandemic that's now circling in China. Should we all be worried about it? So we thought we would tap into the knowledge of Robert Malone, the Dr. Malone, inventor of the mRNA MR- and a man of great integrity. And he's got a few words to say about this
1: latest virus that's going around. Take a listen. I think that this is another case of fear porn. It appears to be mycoplasma Uh, with a background of respiratory syncytial virus and influenza virus. And uh, I think that this is another gross overreaction, but I do see a lot of masks on the planes coming from those areas of the world that are uh, very much caught up in the narrative. And what is the narrative, Dr. Malone? But what is apparently happening is a combination of the usual winter uh, bad guys in terms of respiratory infections, influenza, now COVID, Respiratory syncytial virus, and another player that people are often not aware of that causes walking pneumonia, uh, and and that is mycoplasma, and it causes kind of a chronic uh, upper respiratory infection. A, a as I as I mentioned, it's usually diagnosed as walking pneumonia, and it's readily treated with antibiotics. This one appears to be somewhat antibiotic resistant, but uh, is is really. Uh, readily taken care of. And the surge in the Chinese hospitals is really more of a cultural artifact in terms of how their medical system works.
0: Uh, Yeah. And I think he commented that because the way they work in China, uh, they get a lot of people from outside of the city that all naturally go to this one particular hospital. And uh, these are farm people. These are people who are impoverished, not very well educated in some cases. And so they just bring everybody in and get everybody else affected. And that's part of what's happening in China, Uh, But he says, uh, as far as what the media is doing with it, we need to
1: take heed and not fall into the fear. But this is now being amplified. And uh, it's been through a series of of events. The WHO raised questions. And then we had a a burst of amplification of the usual kind of fear porn uh, from uh, Reuters uh, and Yahoo News. So uh, this... Uh, has all the hallmarks of another fear porn story that's being amplified and spread. What what I wanted to really come on and thank you for having me on is to warn uh, the posse to not fall into this storyline that's being amplified right now. You're being you're being manipulated by uh, various forces that want to create this fear in this story that this is a, you know, potential virus. Well, there's no sign here that this is a novel virus.
0: All right, so there you got it from the man himself appearing on The War Room yesterday with Steve Bannon. Uh, You'll see the masks. I see them at the stores, and it's okay. You know, if people want to wear masks, that's their choice. Uh, We live in a free country, right? Not to ostracize those who choose otherwise, but just know that what you're seeing is the typical media drumming up as much uh, fear as they can for, for whatever reason. You know, the the story is that they're trying to drum up this fear so that they can justify mail-in voting from home just in time for the elections. So we have to be aware of that. We have to be keen that they can take this story. And it's amazing what people, I mean, look, you can scare a lot of people with misinformation and nobody does it better than the United States government. And it should upset you because in in, in the next segment, we're going to go into a, 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 a story that just broke days ago about the former assistant to the health and human services director, a man by, by the name of, of Hadley or Cadlick. sorry, Dr. Robert Cadlick, And he came forward and he said that he deliberately misled the American people that he worked with Dr. Anthony Fauci and Robert Collins, who was the head of NIH at the time. And they were involved in gain of function research Listen to this confession made on Sky News just recently. It's pretty extraordinary to to reveal the conversations that you had with Fauci and Collins. It's pretty extraordinary to publicly say that you did try to downplay the rhetoric around a bioweapon and a lab leak. Are you doing this interview in part because you feel guilty about that? I just feel like it, it's an obligation that I have to, to kind of say, what happened? And I think to factually try to portray this, uh, not to, to get sympathy or, or forgiveness, but more to saying factually, here's, here's what happened. This is what we tried to do. Did it work? No. It, it didn't work. The truth was revealed we're going to cover that in just a minute a little bit more extensively it it deserves to be fleshed out because the american people were lied to and there's your evidence we'll continue you're listening to speaking out america jim watkins stay tuned This edition of Speaking Out America with yours truly, Jim Watkins, is brought to you by GetTheTea.com. GetTheTea.com. Well, have you added up the receipts yet? Yeah, you know, when you get over your Thanksgiving and you get a chance to pull out all those receipts on how much it costs or all that food, I want you to keep this in mind. Uh, a little chit chat on Barney and Company a little earlier today, talking about what is happening with our economy. If
1: you bought this basket of, of goods and services um, before the pandemic, it would have cost you 100. Now it costs you 20 percent more, 119. dollars That's the cumulative effect of how much more the cost of life is. Bidenomics is not working. The White House notices that as they're running for re-election, that that's dogging him in the polls. So now they're putting the onus on companies to cut prices because their costs have come, come down. I just don't think that corporate America is going to take to that kind. Not much of a strategy,
0: if you ask me. Yeah, the strategy of, of ignoring what, what reality is. That's, that's what I was arguing yesterday when we heard Biden roll out and tell everybody that he thought that the reason the economy is so bad is because the companies are gouging us. Uh, but everything goes up when you cut off energy. So that, that's not it's easy math. There are other stories out there that I thought were interesting. So there are 70,000 people flying to Dubai in order to save the planet or make money. You know, I'll tell you something funny. We 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 got talked into going solar earlier this year, and partly because I, I, I tend to believe that of all of the renewables, if you live in a sunny state where you have sunshine pretty much every day, without exception, it might make sense if you're trying to cut back your electric bill, especially if your electric bill... Company is charging you for their investment in sustainable energy projects, which is what's happening across the country. You've noticed your electric bill goes up. Why? Not because there's less energy. There's plenty of energy. It's right under your feet. But they want you to switch to a less efficient, more expensive energy, and you're paying for it. That's the way it is. And energy is related to everything else. We've talked about this. We'll get into it uh, continuously because it's a it's a real deal. There's nothing more effective than having people politicize uh, and try to dominate the energy sector, which is what's happening. So 70,000 people are flying to Dubai. What are they going to talk about? Or they're going to try to get all that money from the Paris Climate Accord, that pot of money that all these countries are forcing their citizens to pay into to fight renewable or to fight global warming. That's what's happening. It's strange. But yet, look at all the airlines. Look at all the jet fuel. Look at all the food they'll eat when there are 70,000 people Who are these 70,000 people? A lot of them are vendors, people who just want a piece of the pie. They want some of that climate money. You know, that's what it is. And that's the redistribution of wealth from the taxpayers to all these companies that want to be the first in to try to grab some of that loot because they're being subsidized by government to pour tons of money into reducing our carbon footprint, which will do nothing to change the climate. So, in fact, I've got an article that I'm posting up on Jim Watkins One that tackles the three great myths that are currently in circulation. Uh, speaking of circulation, uh, uh, before the segment with Steve Williford, I played a clip, and I'm going to play it for you again. Um, this gentleman by the name of Hadlick, he was the assistant secretary to the Health and Human Services of the United States during the time that COVID was, was out and the pandemic was occurring. And there was a major argument about where the virus, the COVID, SARS-CoV-2 virus, came from. And the media was trying to push this narrative that it came from a bat, that it it came from the wild or it came from the wet market or it came from from nature because the Chinese Communist Party did not want to have blood on their hands, essentially. They didn't want it to be their fault. And then through investigation and committee hearings and commission hearings with all kinds of witnesses, we come to find out later that there was gain-of-function research going on in Wuhan at the behest of Dr. Fauci and Collins, who uh, ran, I guess it's uh, NIH, and the money, the funding was being uh, brought in from Peter Daszak of Eco Health Alliance, who had a lot of stake in pandemics because he could make a lot of money, and for reasons I won't go into now. But the point is that the truth came out that the Wuhan virus or the COVID-19 virus was made in a lab uh, that is verifiable. Uh, it's not easy to hear in the, in the media because the media seldom reports it but sky news talked to the assistant secretary of health steve hadlick and he had this to say and he was making a confession that yes it's true they tried to lie about the origins of the virus listen to this interview between the sky news reporter and hadlick it's pretty extraordinary to to reveal the conversations that you had with fauci and collins it's pretty extraordinary to publicly say that you did try to downplay the rhetoric around a bioweapon and a lab leak. Are you doing this interview in part because you feel guilty about that? I just feel like it it's an obligation that I have to, to kind of say what happened. And I think to factually try to portray this uh, not to, to get sympathy or, or forgiveness, but more to saying, factually, here's here's what happened. This is what we tried to do. Did it work? No. Well, that's the point, isn't it? It didn't work because the truth got out. But there you have it. And it's posted on, um, I believe we got it from Epic Times. No, it came from Robert Malone. Robert Malone, who we just uh, heard from earlier, Talking about this new new strain of flu that's out there, and not to worry, and not to play into the what he, what he calls fear porn. So there you have it: the Assistant Secretary of Health and Human Services coming clean, admitting that Dr. Fauci and Dr. Collins conspired to mislead the world as to where the origins of the COVID virus came from because they wanted to hide their research. I tell you, it's about the truth and and holding people accountable
1: women of this country identify with my father. He is tough and he is persevering. He is honest and he is real. He's an optimist and he's a relentless believer in America and all of her potential. He loves his family and he loves his country with his heart and his soul. Politicians asked to be judged by their promises not their results. I ask you to judge my father by his results. Judge his values by those he's instilled in his children. Judge his competency by the towers he's built, the companies he's founded, and the tens of thousands of jobs he's created. He's the single most qualified person to serve as chief executive of an $18 trillion economy.
0: What you're listening to is Ivanka Trump in 2016 at the Republican National Convention giving what I thought was a fairly moving speech. And as a matter of fact, up until that moment, I really didn't know, you know, who I was going to be casting my vote for. But it was that speech, I think, that stirred me because, number one, as I opened up the program, if you're a parent, you you understand how much it, it means to you to do things that will help their lives. And as Ivanka was up there giving her speech, I couldn't help but to think about the fact that of her as a little kid and and listening and being around her father and, and w- watching him do the deals that he does. And those words that she spoke are just as relevant today as they were in 2016. And think of all the BS that that Donald Trump had to go through getting elected. I mean, from day one, they were comparing photos between the people who showed up for the inauguration of Trump versus Obama, and the photos were doctored. From the very beginning, they were, even before he he won the election... And it was always under the auspices that Hillary Clinton was a shoe in. She didn't even try to. Cam- and then in in, in the, the next election, 2020, you know, Biden didn't even try to win. But, you know, after three years of being doggedly chased down by the Justice Department, and it continues today, and yet he still fights back. He still is trying to run for president. And that, I think, is why he resonates with the, uh, the, the voters. Uh, and you look at his track record and you and you if you. Take away all the noise of the four years that he was in office and the media and everybody just looking for anything they could find on him. And they always ultimately failed. That's the irony. And after about the fourth or fifth indictment, you're saying, well, where's the where's the beef? You know, you keep saying all this about the... So when I read that there's people out there now comparing him to the Antichrist and the people that follow him must be followers of some strange cult, they're totally missing the point. Now, I just played for you something from someone who was part of the administrative state, uh, Robert, what was his name? Robert Deckler. And he admitted that he lied on behalf of the federal government to keep you, the American people, from knowing what turned out to be the biggest impact story of the last hundred years, the COVID pandemic. It nearly decimated many, many countries and threw a whole lot of people back into poverty. And the thing is that if you want more of that, then by all means, go for it vote for Biden four more years and see what you get. But I think the Democrats are afraid of that idea. I think the Democrats understand what the stakes are, that if Biden gets reelected, the country is just going to continue to go down the road that it's, that it's on now, where we're all paying more, decisions that are being made, money being tossed around like it's candy. The economy is not going to get better on its own. Interest rates now, home rates 6%. Uh, it's not bad, it's not the 20% it was during the Carter administration, but it can get there. You know, our, our deficit continues. We had a good GDP number today. It means people are buying stuff. That's good. Well, it's also the holidays. Maybe people are feeling more confident. But the Democrats don't, they're not putting their faith in Biden. What I think they're doing is they're realizing that if Biden continues to run, that Trump will win. So what they're doing now is they're siding with, of all people, Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley has a long way to go, but she's second right now among the Republicans, and she's the least offensive to Democrats. Uh, She made some of her positions on abortion, which were more Democrat-friendly, and she has the appearance of being pretty much a deep state actor. She could probably do an okay job, but she would be a front.
1: Tonight, a Republican powerhouse, the political organization founded by the billionaire Koch brothers, throwing its support behind former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley as the strongest GOP alternative to Donald Trump.
0: It's our time to turn the page and choose a new leader who will unite our party, our nation, that proven leader, Nikki Haley. So presented as a news story, right, ABC News? They're throwing their hat in, trying to convince Democrats that maybe there is somebody else that they might want to consider. Uh, And also anybody who is a never-Trumper. Here's our pick. Very clever. That's what the media does. Anyway, we'll continue this conversation on the next edition of Speaking Out America.